We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends NRL Adoro, a rugby league podcast that this season is Perdendolo alla fine. Hmm, what does that mean? <laughs> do, do you know? I mean, our title of the things in English. Uh, I'll work it out. They'll work it out. It will be unbelievable and I think it... There probably will be a dream that we're chasing, and um, I just hope we go good. The uh, I'm Big T views of my own. I'm recording these views on the Ruben Wiki hotline with everyone's new best friend, who's finally well. How's how's the other end of it, sir? I'm glad to be out in the light again. Uh, it was a long dark COVID uh, tunnel, uh, but yeah, uh, I've I've never had to uh, isolate like that. Before, I mean, apart from when everyone had to do it, yeah. everyone had to sort of lock down. Um, so I found that pretty challenging. Uh, and with a young child and a new puppy, it was extra oh, yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a rough week. Um, so I'm looking forward to leaving the house tomorrow. Yeah, shit, yeah. We can have a big hug. The um, it, it. I mean, I've sincerely missed you. Missed your face. Missed chatting to you. Uh, we went from a big purple patch of seeing each other every minute of the day for a period of time, and then, bang, seven or eight days, zero, zero FaceTime. Old turkey. Yeah, yeah it wasn't easy. <laughs> None of it was easy. All of I it was had good. shivers and the shakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And haven't been to a Taco Bell since as well, you know. That's, no, speak, but still thinking about it. Speaking of shivers and shakes, mm. I mean, that, you needed to go back there just to get it to heal you up again. Oh, didn't that just work wonders though? Oh, I've, never, I've never been to a Tashello Bello before, but I was um, I was very happy, very happy that we got to one. And um, I'm not sure I'm going to go to one again. And it's not because I didn't enjoy it. I think it just that romantic. I just want to keep that that you know memory forever. That beautiful golden sort of microcosm in yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, was, that was special. Are you hungover? Are you drunk? Are you, you know, is it the food? Is it the salt and sugar? You know, it's just everything was happening. Firing on all cylinders. Um, speaking of firing on all cylinders, I want to quickly say hi to Gilby underscore Gillard Mario, that blackness, brother-in-law's brother-in-law, and the hypothetic RL's own David Hunter, who we all know are listening. If anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Old Gill versus Culture Club. Old Gill because, um, I don't know, the character from The Simpsons, Old Gill, I don't know, he's always complaining or something. There's a gill in there. Sharks have a gill. I can't remember how I got there, but it's, it's still there. Culture yeah. Club, obviously, because they've got a weird culture and, and whatever. Boy George, something, something. Let's hear first from a Sharks fan at Sharks RCB. Tough effort. Took it to the very physical game. Made some errors. Can't um, afford those if we want to win. Overall, not unhappy. Must beat South so. And then just wanted, he added just at the end, Panthers League Club has a time zone. 
like, <laughs> which is even interesting. Um, so, so first of all, I'm give me some, to, give me some thoughts I'm on the time zone. Though. Panthers leagues has a time zone. Interesting. Yeah. Good beer area in the outside bit. Like he's just <laughs> no, no. doing a review for anyone who might be like, I don't know if I'm going to go yeah. out to the Penrith game. I appreciate it, Michael. It's good. Yeah, tried to win him over. Um, I thought the, thought it was a great game of footy. Personally, I, I really enjoyed it, um, and I think a bit of that tall poppy syndrome is is creeping into uh, my attitude towards the Panthers at the moment mm. because. They play such good footy to watch. Um, I love so many of their players, but I still found myself cheering for the Sharks at times, which is crazy because I hate the Sharks. Um, but obviously I love, uh, you know, a couple of their players. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought this was going to be the match of the round and it started out that way. It sort of Penrith took control and sort of choked the life out of the Sharks towards the end. But, um, yeah, I, I thought it was really, really enjoyable one. Uh, how'd you say it? No, you nailed it. And and you and I have often talked about how much we love like being the in a time of the Brady era or the Michael Jordan era, and it's annoying how Australians don't want to see that kind of stuff. And even saying that, I heard myself listening to this listening to this game on the radio, going, "Fuck, I really hope that Sharks win today." Not and and knowing that I don't really like the Sharks that much, they got some nice fans that I like, but the Sharks can I hear that neither here or there at the moment for me, really. I love that Penrith are playing so well and that they're winning everything. But I, I did the exact same train of thought. I was like, fuck, it'd be great to hear. And then they were up 10 nil out of nowhere. I was like, bloody hell, it's happening. This is great. And and my wife was in the car going, oh, are you, what, what's with the Sharks? How come we're going for the Sharks? And then I had to tell her, oh, I actually don't think I am. I think I am. <laughs> I, think, I think in principle, I want the Panthers to win and be on this insane run of destiny. But in that run of destiny, I kind of want to be around also to see them like get humbled, but it didn't happen. They, they did exactly what Panther people do. They, they, even when it looked like finally the game that they might get done by a good team, they, they, as you said, strangled yeah, them just, out. Yeah. They just stuck tight. Um, and they turn any opportunity into points or into an advantage. Um, you know, at the, the start of this game, I was thinking to myself, like, how good is it seeing Wade Graham running around and having an impact on a footy team again? I was really stoked for the Sharks about that. Um, I was thinking to myself, how's Connor Tracy not in this team's, or not in the Sharks' best 17? Because I feel like he'd be a walk-up start at most other clubs. Um, and I was just thinking, holy, the, the Sharks are going to do it. The, that fitzy magic dust is really, you know, it's <laughs> taken the Shire by storm. Um, and then it just just slowly turned in Penrith's favour and, they just kept going and going. And yeah. there was one moment, that try right after halftime, you know, like almost immediately after they'd come back from the break. Um, and there was about, I'm going to say, three metres of space on the blind side. And there were like five Panthers there. And they all just got the most silky, <laughs> perfect hands. Like they yeah. shouldn't have all been able to fit, you know, their shoulders next to each other standing in a line. <laughs> but somehow they managed to like draw and pass in this tiny gap. And the hands were just beautifully silky um, and, you know, just sent them away for, I think it was like kick out to uh, Tago and then May um, finished off. Um, But it just sort of showed me that they're a team that you literally, you have to be on top of them for 80 minutes. Otherwise you're going to lose because as soon as you take the foot off the the gas, uh, they'll bite you. 
and I'll bite you bad. So at Nat underscore Sinclair 93 said it really well. She said that they kept their cool the whole entire time. She said, so impressed with um, with that from us, Cronulla, through everything but the kitchen sink at us, and we managed to keep it cool and see out the game. Fantastic management from Cleary, Kicks, and Appy also stand out to me. Pure, I mean, Appy Coruscant, wow. Oh, how about the, that try where he faked the grubber? Yeah. Like just his deception around the ruck is yeah. on another level. There's no one like him in the comp at the moment. Um, you know, I think Harry Grant has a lot of other aspects of his game that make him, you know, probably the, the number one hooker in the game. But uh, deception-wise, it's all happy. And Panthers are going to sign him up for the next 10 years, right? Like they wouldn't want to lose him. Whichever team gets him next is probably going to be winning the comp, I would imagine, because he's circular. Yeah, I think. And obviously the management of that team is also... Uh, obviously really clever. Uh, anything else about this before we move off it? Um, Crichton and... Um, oh, yeah. What's his name? Dale yeah. Finucane's yeah. contract. Oh, I, my I thought God. there was nothing wrong with that, to be honest. Um, you know, he just ran up to make a tackle and, you know, unfortunately it was a head clash and nearly ripped Crichton's ear off. What's oh, foul. Like yeah. a big chunk of it was gone. It was unreal. And the fact yeah. that he would do media, he did media afterwards with it, just like having chats and jets to ABC Grandstand and things like that with his, with part of his ear whistling with his new air hole. Like, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Looked like he'd gone 12 rounds with Mike Tyson. Yeah. Was, yeah. Ugly. Hungry Mike Tyson. I also <laughs> just love stuff like that because if anything, even half like that had happened to me, I'd, I would put myself in hospital. I'd be there for three days. I'd be telling everyone at work I can't come in for a month. Like, yeah, your work is comp. Yeah, I'd be laying on one side to make sure no one touched it. And he's just standing out there whistling in the wind, chatting to people. Like, it's they are a different breed of human. They're incredible. Yeah. On another level, for sure. Yeah, yeah I agree. I thought Fanukan ran out. He tried to put – he did what anyone in his position, uh, I mean, physically in his rugby league position, should be doing. And they needed something. He ran out to put his body on the line. When you hit two eggs together, one of them breaks, the other one doesn't. And unfortunately, that's that's what happened to Crichton there. He didn't – there's no way Fanukan went out there to specifically hit him in the head because it, you know, would have really hurt Fanukan too. But the um, – yeah. and it wasn't bad technique either. It was just when you when you run that fast and the other guys running that fast, it's hard to predict where everyone's going to end up. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I guess just some people would just have uh, tougher heads than others. <laughs> Yeah. Well, when mean, you lead with you your ear. Yeah. Score? Uh 20 to 10. Yeah. And, and so they scored in the 11th minute. Nichols converted it, must have been the 12th-ish. Didn't score again after that. That's yeah. that's also Penrith incredibleness. Mm. Uh, now speaking of more incredibleness, so feet fans versus Camburglers, arguably like the result of the round, probably not the game of the round, but like Incredible result. First and most importantly, the rising tide at Braden J. Brady. Latrell Mitchell is a rugby league delight. Now, that is such a great way to describe well, him too. Well because, yeah. Because yeah. just having him out there, everything looks better. I mean, that's what your rising tide analogy means. Everyone in the South looks better. But it, it is just a delight to watch, just to have him out there. His face. Oh, my God. I fucking love his face so much. Yeah. Just so much emotion. and Yeah drive and and sort of you can see the willpower he just drags people in his wake it's so good um but what a game yeah i thought 
you know, I, I, I'm never very confident going into any game against the Storm. We've got a terrible record against them. I think we've only beaten them now six times in however many years mm. since they've been in the comp, which is insanity. Um, you know, to get one over them was good. And, and a lot of people were saying, oh, now's the time to get Melbourne Pappies out. They're in a bit of a slump. But I, I feel like a cornered animal is is a dangerous animal. So I was very nervous. Um, and I thought, oh, Pappy's gone. Yeah, he's probably a top five fullback in the game. So obviously that's massive. But you've still got Harry Grant, Cam Munster and Jerome Hughes who are all internationals in your spine, mm. uh, not to mention a pretty solid forward pack led by you know, the Bromwich brothers and, and Nelson. Um, so, yeah, I did not think it was going to go the way it did. I thought it would be, to be honest, I thought Melbourne was going to win. Um, I thought there was, it was time for them to bounce back. Um, and my head, my head betrayed my heart and uh, <laughs> I'll learn my lesson and never doubt the boys again. <laughs> because it, unlike the last game we looked at, this game to me looked sewn up immediately. They scored in the first minute or something like that. It was just, and nothing nothing outrageous or crazy or off a crazy kick. It was just like a good try off good football. Yeah. Yeah, it's it. Which is part of what made me go, maybe this Melbourne slump's a real thing because yeah. you never see teams score against Melbourne like that. Ever. Let me also tell you their, their thing. It was in the first minute, 27th, 45th, 47th, 55th. Like that's a pretty consistent over Steady and over. Clip. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and while I'm reading that out, Alex Johnson with a double, he's now had third or fourth most doubles ever. The bloke's not, nowhere near 30. He's 26 or something like that. So everyone now has been talking about him. 27. He Everyone's been talking about him possibly taking Ken Irvine's record. But, I mean, yeah, it's a big yeah. but, but he's on track. Like, this is outrageous. Yeah, the un, the record they thought would never, no one would ever go yeah. close to. Um, I just find myself cheering for AJ like as as much if not more than South like I want I want everyone to give him the ball when they're over the line I don't care yeah yeah because you know it would be something quite quite incredible for someone to reach that mark uh what is it 221 I don't know probably? yeah I should know. something something ridiculous yeah um and a mark that they thought would never ever be threatened and AJ is on track he's still got to he's got to do what he's doing now for another three, four years or something, which, you know, is not a given in any way, shape or form. No. Um, but he's he's a gun winger. Like I, I always hear people talk about, oh, he's a great finisher, but he's, he's a solid winger as well. Like, you know, he'll get you your metres out of yardage. He's not the, the biggest body coming back, but he, he won't let you down. Um, and a lot of his tries this season, I feel like he's been doing a lot of work. He's oh, definitely yeah. not just catching and putting it down. Um, he's making a lot of split second decisions and making the right ones and, um, you know, timing when to come in or when to fake in and go out and when he's got to dive, when he's got to burrow, like all these things that, that he's sort of, that he's making the, the call on um, and are leading to these tries. I think people have got to start just calling him a great winger, not a great finisher. Mm, um, that's a good put shout. some respect on my man's name. <laughs> At Newey footy fan, who's obviously a Newcastle fan tweeted, that's possibly the greatest no try I've ever seen. Latrell Mitchell is a freak and at the moment the best player in the comp. Now, that's a big call. I mean, easily debatable, but also like a lot of people are going to automatically get on your side because in the last two, three games, he has been 
He has been. It's just whether or not you want to say that three games is enough to say that you're the best of everywhere. But I actually want to focus on that try because who the fuck sees a zero tackle opportunity 20 metres out as let's just see if AJ can get this. And he's he's wrong-footed because he has that. I've watched the replay a bunch of times because I stole it and then put it on um, the socials. So I've watched it a bunch of times. Latrell is wrong-footing himself. He, he doesn't think, oh, I'll kick and then writes his feet before he kicks it. He's halfway through a stride throws his left foot at it, like almost falling. Like it just looks so shit. And somehow it's incredible. Like it is exactly where it needs to be. The only incredible thing that Melbourne do is they have that 14 who's come off the bench who chases Alex the entire time. So Alex doesn't feel comfortable to pick it up and run it himself. Um, And I'd back him. If if he'd had the time to maybe scoop and go, he he doesn't get caught. But I, I understand why he thinks... Don't don't just take stride, keep going. And yeah. far out, it was, it was half a bounce. Oh my god, it was incredible. And if you think you were cheering for Alex before that, the entire world of rugby league was was whipping that boy so hard. Yeah. Was that for that would have been the hat trick, right? That would have been the hat trick. And he's one? 79th in 79 games at ANZ. He's already got 78 and oh. 79, which is an insane. That's the record already. He's scored more tries than anyone else at, at a core stadium or whatever scored now. But he would have had 79 from 79 games, which is fucked. Like, just because it doesn't sound that crazy, but even before 241 or whatever, we're going to say the try record is at the moment. If someone plays that many games, we hail them as like, it's incredible you played that many games. So to score... Mm-hmm. To have played that many games and scored that many tries is like another multiplier out of this world. So for that guy to have played 79 games and have scored in almost every one of them, some of those, considering he's played finals and grand finals there, it's fucking outrageous. Yeah. Oh, man. Putting putting all the numbers just out there like that makes you realise what a special what a special talent he is. Yeah. Um, we're blessed to be witnessing it. And yeah, like you said, the ball was just a half bounce too far. You put in a massive effort to get there. Yeah, Brandy knew it. That that the second last bounce in the in goal where it bounces on instead of bounces up, Brandy screams no because he's, oh. he's whipping it just as hard as everyone else. It was yeah. Oh fuck, that's anyway. awesome. Yeah. Anything else on South? Um. Yeah. I. I mean, obviously watched it pretty closely. Um. I, I, at the start of the game, I was really enjoying the battle between Cam Murray and Big Nelson. Mm. I thought. Um. Yeah. I thought Nelson sort of was going out there to to sort of do his best to stop Cam Murray. And obviously you can't because he's just the most handsome man in league and nobody gets in his way. Yeah. Um, I really, I thought Jai Arrow's defense, I think he's sort of come out of his origin period and even through the origin period he's really sort of lifted his game, which I'm loving. Um, and we'll definitely need, uh, need him firing as we come into the finals. Uh Ilias's kicking game. I felt like every oh, yeah. single one of his kicks came down within five meters of the lot of the try line. So um, he's really starting to sort of show why they had all the faith in him to to let go of Reynolds. Uh, and big key on Kaloma Tangi. Surely Oof. he's got to be getting talked about for Origin next year if he keeps this up. He's obviously a fridge of a person, like a fridge full of cement. But his hands are. He'd have the, the second best hands in our team, I reckon, behind Latrell. Like, he's just silky as, uh, and I, I love that from a big boy, especially a big boy with a mullet. Is he, would he be eligible for Australia? Because I agree, if he keeps this up, he's in that squad, that World Cup squad. Um, yeah, he would be for sure. Um, 
because he's he's been in Origin camp with New South Wales, right, but I'm right. pretty sure he's he would pledge to Tonga, which I just saw Felice Cafusi pledge to Tonga as well, which I'm loving. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only other one I want to bring up is Jed Cartwright, who I probably oh. wouldn't have given too much to before, but fuck, he's coming into a really difficult position um, considering how good your boy there is already, Murray, uh, sorry, Graham. And so it's incredible that um, he can turn up and do such a good job. Yeah, and I've, I've liked the look of Jed Cartwright for a couple of years now. Um, he sort of was sniffing around the first grade squad last year and always showed massive ticker. He's got a, he's got a big body, which is pretty different to a lot of our players. Um, you know, he's sort of tall but rangy. Um, it's probably like Campbell Graham's height, but I feel like he's just a bit thicker and he's got a head that you could probably do some jackhammering with. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's really good. He's getting, he's going to have like a solid opportunity to, to nail down a bit of a spot while Campbell Graham's gone. Um, and yeah, like that try assist he got where he had to reach behind him to catch Cody's, Cody's no, pass. No, it was a troll. No, troll's pass, yeah. Um, reach behind him and then keep moving, perfectly draw in the defender, which I think was Munster, and then give that last ball. Um yeah, really good science. Looking forward to seeing him blossom, hopefully. Mm. Let's look quickly at the storm. At Rooster7 tweeted, remember when Melbourne were 19 games in a row? Well, they are now on their way to losing 19 games in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and then just while I was still on at Rooster, he tweeted, he's a Roosters fan, he's fucking loving life. On NRL 60s this week, why Bellamy needs to go. Um, I mean, what's doing? Of the hashtag after yeah. remember when Melbourne won 19 games in a row. Hashtag, hashtag sad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a feeling he's not. No. Um, Can't it. <laughs> um, what's what's score, doing in Melbourne? Was it? No, no, what's doing in Melbourne? Um, yeah, weird, hey? That's like, really they're weird. They're the sort of team that was next man up. Like, doesn't matter who gets injured, you'd always have someone who can come in and do the job just well enough to get the team around. Um, I think that missing the threat. And the speed of, of Pappy is obviously big, but their problem started before that. Um, I don't know. Is, is Munster just having a bit of a lull before finals? I feel like that was a narrative for a while. He, he can only okay. get up for the big games, but I don't know. It's just weird. I've, I've never really – I can't remember seeing a Melbourne team like this. And yeah. I mean, none of it – they haven't been blown off the park. I think the Sharks – beat them 20 to six or something like that. But that was the biggest loss they've had in this little four game slump. Um, so it's still not massive. And the Sharks, you know, you would still say are probably top three team in the comp at the moment. Um, yeah. Inexplicable. The, um, the only thing that their errors are crazy. And although they're not getting blown off the park, which is a good point, neither are we, neither are the Tigers. Like we haven't had, we haven't copped a big loss this year either. So, that's you know that, that might be hiding some of their issues. It's certainly attempting to hide a lot of ours. So I think um, I think there's an error rate that's hectic. Their outside backs are absolutely shit house, uh, and they're they're in a lot of they're in a lot of trouble. Can they turn around by finals? Yep. Can they can they go deep into the finals? Not at all at the moment. They look fucked, and that both them and the Roosters look uncharacteristically poor. And you know that's. Probably good for that decade of time to come to an end, particularly while we have Panthers and whatever doing their dominance. But 
Uh, yeah, it's bizarre. Well, yeah. It's bi Let's hope it actually does end. Yeah, I mean, you never well, know. It has to. Here's a good one for you. Oh, sorry, score. Uh, 24 to 12. At Mike Mele Wood tweeted, after round nine, Melbourne were top and South were ninth. After 19 rounds, they're only split on a points difference. Oof, that's a that's charge a up step. the ladder that I like the, uh, I like yeah. the sound of. <laughs> and a dramatic drop. And finally, <clears throat> cows versus your mighty West Tigers. Now, oh. all my tweets are going to be about one thing, one fucking thing. And I bet you can guess what that is. Yeah, look, who, who's, who was in the bunker? Was it Klein? God. No, it's not about that at all. It's about Dane really? Laurie. Let's go. Oh. At Simon oh, underscore Ill, at Simon underscore Ill 97. Dane fucking Laurie. At Tigers Pies underscore. How good is Dane Laurie? At Bryson's Yib. Dayson, uh, Dane Laurie is, uh, Dane Laurie, my goodness, more of that, please. At Matt Moylan's legs. Scott Drink Drinkwater is going to get Dane Laurie's autograph after this game. At Simon underscore Ill 97 again. Show Dane Laurie some fucking respect. At the Bounce of the Ball podcast, Dane Laurie, I'm really proud of you. At Tigers1908, the Blue Tick Bowman Tigers account. Regardless of result, Dane Laurie has had some great effort plays today. At Jimmy Jack244, the great Bowman fullback, Gary Jack. Dane Laurie, what a great game. Try savers, try assists, crucial tackles and breaks that kept the Tigers in the game. Well done, young man. And at Captain Crumbs tweeted, Dane Laurie had a game, lad. Oh, what a game he had. Yeah, he, he really did it all. Um, and I'd say without him on that park, you guys probably get dusted by a fair bit. Because, um, yeah, like someone just prior mentioned, it, it wasn't just in attack, but in defence, he was massive. Mm. Um, I think that tackle on Mason yes. Brown went through was in the back play. Yeah. Um, you know, like broke through the line. It was just him on Dane Laurie, who's like one of the smaller fullbacks in the comp. And he just grabbed him, held onto him, turned his body. Mm. Um, I thought that was a massive, massive effort area. Now, if I'm remembering that right, he does two of them in a row. They make a small half line break almost in the corner and Dane's there holding, wraps the guy up, holds him down. They We then play the ball another play, then they come back and he makes that line break and almost scores again. And he does another incredible grab, turn, spin, hold the guy. Like it was two in, he's, he's got, he's saved two tries and I think about 84 seconds. It was incredible to see. Yeah. He's, um, he's a gun. He's an absolute gun. And that's why I'm, I'm a bit like, I've been seeing reports that Charlie Staines has been, you know, in touch with the Tigers about going over there. And I'd take, Dane Laurie at fullback over Staines every single day of the week. Um, I mean, if you want Staines on the wing, sure. But um, I, what I've been hearing is that he's on the move because he wants to be a fullback. Um, I mean, competition's great, but I don't think it's going to go too well for Stainesy there. Um, Dane Laurie's fast becoming a, a, a club uh, stalwart. Club hero, or like know. cult hero for cult, sure. Cult hero, yeah, that's it. Um and purely off the back of effort. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, obviously some great skill. He can, he can sniff a hole in the line really well. Um, and he doesn't mind getting smashed. <laughs> like yeah, for such a small body, does. he just goes, in, <laughs> goes into contact hard. Uh, I mean, he, he was one of our all-run leader leaders. 
partly because of those incredible runs, those kick return runs as well. He had 100 metres in kick return runs. But he, it's his also his, his shit around dummy half. Like he's, he's one of those Tedesco S sniffers where he's just always around. So now I remember for the longest time I was barking about whenever we'd make half a break or, or whatever, there was no one ever backing up. There'd be a guy who'd make half a break and then someone would poke an arm out and try and turn around. There's no one hitting that hole like Tedesco might be or, or things like that. Whereas he's brought that to us over the last year and a bit. So um, just an absolute weapon and and can't get enough of him. Also great face, like marketing wise to the Tigers, excellent face for all of this, for, for whatever's happening. He's got a great smile. looks very innocent and lovely, like useful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just brilliant. And doesn't look like he's up to stupid shit. Like He's got a great family around him. Um, yeah, he, he looks like he's going to be. He'd, he's someone I'd throw a lot of money at because he can he can do a lot for you for a very long time in a lot of different ways. So with him and Jackson Hastings and a lot of people who who really seem to buy into every game, regardless of what's happening. Um, yeah, he's, he's great. Um, anything else about the Tigers? Oh, poor Jacko looked like he'd um, seen a ghost at the end of that game. Oh, he was just just stunned. Um, anything else about the Tigers? I think we've got to. Tip our caps to um, Captain Courageous, yeah. James Tamo and his 300. Um, yep. You know, it really did seem like the boys all lifted um, for this game. There was a lot of intensity from the start um, and, again, a lot of effort. Um, and, unfortunate the way that it finished, um, you know, it would have been quite the fairy tale, great narrative. Unfortunately, wasn't to be mm. uh, that bunker call, uh, which, you know, I think we'll be hearing a lot about this week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. to put it lightly. Um, yeah. But one thing I just loved, I saw I saw Jimmy almost immediately going to the Cowboys boys and congratulating them. And, you know, like I was absolutely ropeable. I was so upset by how that game ended because it was such an incredible game. And I felt like um, the results sort of got taken out of the players' hands a little. Um, and he would have been, you know, well within his rights to kick up a stink and get upset, but he just sort of took it with such dignity and, and sort of inner strength and he just sort of swallowed whatever he felt and went over and made sure he let the other team know that, you know, he was thankful for them, you know, for being good adversaries, I guess. And, yeah. you know, obviously a big part of his life was up in North Queensland and he's got some good good memories there and, you know, obviously great relationships with the, the other players and stuff. But I just thought that was very telling um, as to why he is a captain of, a, of an NRL club. Yeah. Um, just a, a really mature play from the, from the old horse. Fastest play the ball speed as well. I, I, thought, that, I thought that during the game, because we've said it a couple of times, so I wanted to go and double check. The guys at 2.3 seconds, which is everyone else is in the threes. Like it's, how does it be oh, that like backed that? Backed up by stats. Yeah, I'm like, I've always I, just I've always thought it too. Yeah, me too. That's why I wanted to go and check because I thought, is it just because he's really big and I expect him to play it slower? And when he doesn't, it's like an anomaly where I'm like, oh, he's actually Shock. moving. Yeah, he's moving. Actually, he looks so big, so he's allowed to do it at four seconds, but he's actually doing it three seconds, which is what everyone else does. No, he's that fucking guy gets all of that timber up, builds a house real quick, and then plays the ball through it. Every fucking playable. It's nuts. Just ro- yeah, it rolls out of his big old hand, and he's always it's always getting played back beautifully. Like it's always a smooth roll back comes out of his hand so smoothly. I actually got into a not a not um, Twitter beef, 
it wasn't even on Twitter, it was on Instagram. Someone was like, oh, this guy's played 300 games. I can't even remember anything that he's done. And I was like, mate, go back uh, and watch the 2015 grand final. And if he doesn't play the ball as quickly as he does, Thurston's drop goal gets charged down and the Cowboys don't win. Yeah. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, actually, I've just had a look at that. Yeah, fair play. <laughs> and the bloke just copped it. And I was like, well, that's really nice. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad you did that rather than just insulting my mother. Yeah. <laughs> Social media is not a bad place, mate. You just need to follow the right people. And obviously talk about the right people. Score? Uh, 27 to 26, wasn't it? I can have yep. all the emotions, mate. All the emotions. Ah, brutal. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's tees. Hi, I'm Ali. And I'm Lulu. And this is Lulu, Lulu and, and Ali's Footy Tipping. What round is it, Lulu? Round 20. Yes. First game is Sea Eagles and Roosters. Yes. Which one do you choose, Lulu? I tipped Roosters. Rooster, yeah. They had better odds, and I don't, and they, and um, Seagulls didn't do well last week, so yeah. Storms and Warriors. Warriors, because Pappenhausen's out for now. Yeah, but I'm gonna actually gonna go Storms. Okay. Like Warriors. I know. Not the best team. No. But Storms, like. All odds, are, all odds are to them. Sixty-five percent head to head. I know, but I know, but like ninety-one percent Pap- tip them in the fifth. Well, like Pappenhausen is out for the season. Yeah, I know, but still. Okay. Panthers and um eels. Eels. I'm joking. Panthers. Yeah, I was gonna say. Like crazy. Yeah, I did too. Titans and Raiders. Uh, Raiders. Yeah, the Titans lost to the Dogs. That's how you know it's bad. Yeah. No offense. Sharks and Rabbitohs. Uh, Rabbitohs have been doing pretty well. I'm going to do Sharks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they're third. Right. Broncos and Tigers. 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 Tigers um, with the Cowboys in round 19. That was so unfair. That was unfair. We were robbed. Yeah. Knights and Cowboys. Oh, sorry. Uh, Knights and Bulldogs. Yeah. I did... Bulldogs, very shockingly. Yeah. What you imagine? Oh, just eight. I did six. Okay. All right, and dragons and cowboys. This cowboys, because cowboys have been going really yeah. well. Other than the tigers thing, they've been doing. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all for this week. Yes. I'm Ali. And I'm Lulu. And this is Lulu, Lulu and Ali's footy tipping. Bye-bye. See you next time. See ya. My nephews have just done tipping. They also watched the game with me, so they were fucking filthy, and so they may have made some comments about it in their own tipping. Um, but did a great job uh, of, of keeping themselves normal. Let's talk about some wowments. Anything that's wowed you this week? Um, I haven't really been doing my research this week. Nothing that stood out to me. So, so obviously our game was probably going to be everyone else's whammon of the week. Uh, sorry, mm. the Tigers game. Uh, but also just how much I'm liking the Broncos is a very quiet wow for me because that game against the Eels, 
I should have and probably have had for the last 30 whatever years just mildly back the Eels in a game like that. But I found myself really hoping the Broncos win that and then was really happy when they did. Um, I don't the Adam know. Reynolds effect, mate. Yeah, maybe. But also there's a whole bunch of players on that thing. I mean, I still don't love um, Kevin... Kevin, whatever. Kevin? Yeah, Walters. as a coach. I've got nothing against him personally. Like, he's, he's been a great player. He seems to be coaching a coach. I don't, but I don't love him. But I'm really starting to really like Corey Oates. Obviously, Payne Haas is excellent. Um, Paddy Carrigan. Adam, oh, Carrigan. But, and also the guy, the winger who's now not there, but um, Cobbo. Like, there's just so much to love over and over again. Um, and obviously, um, Parramatta have some caricatures which are which I still respect and, and whatever but are easy to also watch lose and so that you know that was also mildly well, enjoyable. Yeah the lanky uncle Festa Sean Lane <laughs> but also there was a one scene where um Gutho is taking a run gets tackled ball comes out and, they, and then you can see Adam Reynolds score in the background and he's just standing there with his arms up in his most perfect Clink off the pose and you're like this is this isn't I'm not hating this I'm not <laughs> yeah, this vision at all. but uh, isn't anyway. it funny how you just you think you in your head you go oh I'll be going for this team or I'll be mm. wanting this result and then you start watching the game and you're like why is my body not <laughs> not responding the way it was supposed to? That's right. Um, I I thought um, I guess from the round I'm loving the Bulldogs revival. Yeah, that's just like good. entertainers Burton mm. and Fox just linking up beautifully. Yeah. Um, I've been really enjoying that because they've been the Cellar dwellers for so long and have yeah. been getting, you know, everyone just looks at them on the on the draw and goes, "Oh, that's two points. It's going to be an ugly game. They can't they can't score points." So, you know, um, but now seeing them put on thirty points pretty consistently every week is, is awesome. The other side of that, though, the other way I've got is that the Knights lost now three games in a row where a team put forty plus on them, and that didn't even happen in their mega spoon years. Like even in the shit time, that didn't happen to them. Yeah. So. That's that's not good. No, I've got a bunch of Newcastle people that I love, including family members. So my heart goes out to them. Obviously, a bunch of fans and people who listen. So I really hope that they turn that around. They look like they've they're cooked. So they they look like the worst team in the comp, and sort of the Titans. Like both of those teams are amazing that they're above us because they beat us. But you looking just at this round this week, we aren't the worst team that those two are fighting for. It. Definitely, yeah, no, I'd agree with that. And it's a tough time for a town that loves their rugby league, just yep. like Newcastle does. Yeah. Now, the only other way I'm going to had you you touched on before, but the I wanted to talk specifically about the video that the West Tigers have put on for Tamau. The tweet was, "Legends of the game send their wishes to James Tamau ahead of the three hundredth appearance." And it's just a great footage of him watching a whole bunch of people who have sent in some great wishes from all over rugby league and different teams and things like that. It's just. Beautiful to watch, heartwarming. And and also great that the cows put the 300 on the 30-metre line for him as well, showing some respect. Oh, nice. Yeah, I um I haven't seen that. How would I look at that video? I'll send it to you after this, big boy. Beautiful. God, you got my back and I love it. <laughs> All over your back. Uh, <laughs> it's bedtime, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're big, you got to play big. We found our end of another app for you legends that listen all the way through. Thank you. We hope that... You are the James Tarmow of your life. Fast play the balls and a longevity. Uh, give this podcast five stars. Tell your friends. Odin, it's been a pleasure to spend time with you as always, sir. Mate, always a pleasure. Never a chore. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the flesh tomorrow. <laughs> Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials. And we'll talk to you next time, sports best friends.
We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes and we bloody love yous. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.